1: what we're doing here on Blog Talk Radio on a Wednesday night instead of a Tuesday night and I am your host John Fisher but it feels like Tuesday to me because we lost Monday to Labor Day and that's what happened to me uh, this week so I am way off but we are here and it's Wednesday, and you can also, many of you will be listening to this later, so you don't care whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or what. So uh, actually, I discovered something that my, um, we put our trash cans out on, on uh, Tuesday night, and then they're supposed to take them Wednesday morning, empty And they didn't empty my cans this morning. So guess what, the, the waste management company is off, too. In fact, they, they even told us that when there's a holiday, everything bumps back one day. So if waste management can do it, I can do it. So here we are. We have an incredible show for you tonight. And uh, one of my favorite people, I, everybody I have on here is like one of my favorite people, and that's why I have so much fun doing this. And um, I have to apologize to her because I didn't get to her in time. Um, So I'm not even totally sure she's here. Are you with us, Nancy?
0: Yes, I am.
1: (laughs) Oh, good for you. You know, that that New York uh, phone number throws a lot of people off. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So you were smart to answer it because uh, I forgot to tell you, look for a call from New York.
0: Well, well, I didn't didn't uh, anything. I just heard the ring and answered it. So you could be calling me from anywhere.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay, folks, you are listening to a little chatter here between myself and none other than Nancy Honeytree. Uh, In many places, she's called the First Lady of Jesus Music. And uh, Nancy and I are cohorts. Uh, we, we got going probably at about the same time. In fact, I'm, I'm very anxious to ask her a few questions about that, uh, about our beginnings. But uh, we've been talking, those of you who are with us with the catch, we've been talking for a while now about revolution. And when you talk about revolution, I always have to go back to the spiritual revolution of the Jesus movement. but we're going to talk about where we've been since then, and uh, we're going to end up looking at looking at our lives right now, and uh, what does this all mean? but uh, uh, before we get started, I just want to have a very genuine um, excited welcome to. Nancy Honeytree, welcome, Nancy, to Blockhawk Radio. Well,
0: thank you. Thanks so much, John. I'm really excited to talk to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, this will be fun. This will be lots of fun. Um, And this is the thing I want to start right off with. You know, there is a book that came out. I think it was Christianity Today Book of the Year in 2014, I'm pretty sure. And it was called God's Forever People. And um, Larry Erskine, I think, was the uh, author. And it is a book. uh, It was the first thorough, at least thorough as far as we could imagine, uh, documentation of the Jesus movement that we've had since uh, 40 years ago. Oh,
0: I um, I, I missed out on that. What was it called?
1: It's called God's Forever People. God's wow. Forever People.
0: I'll have yeah. to look that up.
1: Look it up. It's pretty, it's pretty good. And uh, the only issue I take with it is that he spends about two or three chapters in the very beginning in California, talking about oh. actually a friend of mine named Ted Wise, who was uh, in the Marin County area, the Bay Area, and very instrumental in the very beginnings of of the Jesus movement out here on the West coast. But mm-hmm. it kind of gives the impression that everything started in California and kind of spread from there. Yeah. And uh, I, in my experience, that's not true because uh, like you, I've traveled all over. I have a friend named Ingemar Olsen in Sweden. He got started about when I did. There's another person uh, in South Africa, Uh, Two brothers who started doing evangelistic meetings in the late 60s, Um, huge crowds of kids coming in. There was the folk masses here uh, up and down the coast where priests were singing folk music and and kids were flooding to the church. So so to me, no, it didn't start anywhere. Uh, Would you agree with this? Nancy, it, yes. it, it was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit started it everywhere, don't you think?
0: Yes, I believe so. I, You know, the timing may have been unique um, in different places, but the, mm-hmm. the, the inspiration and the source was definitely the Holy Spirit, and it was worldwide. It was in Europe. It was everywhere, um, and it was definitely in the Midwest. But we kind of looked at... <laughs> California characters as being legendary. I mean, there was Chuck Smith and uh Calvary Chapel and and Church on the Way and Larry Norman and there was Love Song and you know, I mean, we yeah. really did admire and love uh mm. the music that was coming out of there and the uh the word, you know, from Chuck Smith and everything. So, it was it it was definitely legendary. To us in the Midwest. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it definitely there there was a, a plethora of of talent, and um, uh, and I think and you're I right. Remember, Calvary you know, Chapel
0: like, for was... me for me the first time that I got to go out there and sing, I just felt in awe. mm mm-hmm. You know, I was singing yeah. at Calvary Chapel and want, Look at the lines of people lined up outside, and uh, you know, just experiencing it. It was amazing. Yeah. So, you know, there there Nancy, was uh, there was a lot of uh esteem that we certainly held the move of God in California, but uh you know, I don't I do agree with you that it happened everywhere.
1: Yeah, and you guys had it too. Um Nancy, can you remember where uh when roughly you and and maybe Maybe, do you have a story around this? I don't know. I, may, maybe you don't, but if you do, I'd love to hear it. When that first light went on, uh, that you realized, I, could, I can express my faith in the vernacular of my culture that I've come to love, of, of my generation. Uh, when did, do you remember when that first uh, light went on for you?
0: Well, I, you know, I think it was several years into it that I realized what was going on. At first, I was just kind of um, going with the flow. I, I've, I've always had a very mm-hmm. strong gift of oblivion, and uh, all my <laughs> friends who know me, they just, they laugh like crazy when they hear that because it is me, you know. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I'm oblivious. <laughs> And it serves me well sometimes, you know. <laughs> and uh so I mean I I was so in love with the Lord and I was so excited about the uh the Adam's Apple here in Fort Wayne which was the uh the youth ministry which uh John Lloyd pastored and which uh in which we came to know the Lord. And mm-hmm. so I just started you know, for me I wrote because that was my safest way of expressing myself. I was very shy, had a lot of problems with just kind of talking to people. And, you know, my way of expressing myself was through song. And so I did that very naturally and without realizing that it was part of something bigger Until later on, you know, I did start Mm -hmm. seeing a bigger picture, maybe by album number three or something, you know, where Mm -hmm. I realized, oh, this is a movement that's happening, and I'm part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it (laughs) it, it, (laughs) it took a while to dawn on me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you were, the amazing thing is, though, you were doing it anyway. You, I was you doing were creating it because it. you were going along I was with doing it, it
0: because yeah my that was how I communicated was in music and um, and then the, the Lord was doing a great healing work in my life uh, of, from from shyness and um, and lots of feelings of inferiority and everything
1: yeah. When was your first album? When did that come out? Do you remember?
0: Yeah, we recorded it in in uh, '73, and it. Okay. So we had like custom copies of it at that time, and then it was picked up by Word, Billy Ray Hearn, the Murr label, and released mm-hmm. in the Word system in 1974. But okay. I had gotten saved and, and, in 70. And, and, I got saved yes, in 70, okay. and I was, you know, in the youth ministry and uh, serving the Lord there in the youth ministry um, and writing my songs and learning how to sing for Jesus. Yeah.
1: Wow. And, and the Adams Apple was a real uh, center for all of that activity in Fort Wayne. Isn't that right?
0: Yes, yes. There was a, a guy, in fact, we're having an Apple reunion just coming up um in october and ah. it's uh it's the 46th year since we started hmm. and wow. um we're gonna john lloyd's coming from from southern indiana and people are just going to get together and reminisce and love on each other and pray for you know revelation wow. about what we're supposed to be doing now you know
1: yeah. So, it, yeah. looking
0: forward to that. But, um, anyway, well, I forgot what the question is now. Oh, something about the Adam's Apple. Well,
1: yeah, Adam's oh, Apple, and center. How, did, how did that become a center? How did that happen? Was was that attached to a church, or was it just an independent kind of ministry?
0: It was attached to a church called Calvary Temple, which was a non-denominational church, uh, similar mm-hmm. to Assemblies of God, that kind of, a, a, that type of, you know, mm-hmm a church, but it was non-denominational. And uh, John had gotten saved. He was a real hippie type. He was looking around for somebody to fellowship with, and this was like the first pastor who didn't think that he needed to go and visit a shrink. You know, he <laughs> found this pastor who who saw Jesus in him and said, and the Lord spoke to this pastor and said, you need to help this young man, even though it was very out of <laughs> do so and uh so the adam's apple was a separate entity from the church in a business and a spiritual sense it was under the umbrella of the church but it was like uh, its own building and it was even more non-denominational it was even Mm -hmm. it was where anybody from any church felt safe going there um Mm -hmm. you know uh Kids who had never even heard of church felt safe going there. It was just, it reached out very widely. Yeah. And um, yet we that were on the staff, we went to this, you know, kind of the mother church and were nurtured there. And, you know, so it was a good relationship. And the guy was just so yeah. brave yeah. because, I mean, we all we invaded the church and sat on the floor, you know, in the front, Mm -hmm. taking up all the space and looking like creatures from outer space. And, you know, (laughs) it was, it was very difficult for the people to uh, reconcile themselves to, but they managed to do it and love on us. And, and that was great. We needed that.
1: Yeah, that is, yeah, that is great. And, uh, the same thing happened in California, but, uh, maybe, uh, maybe California was a little bit quicker to accept than 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 the uh, churches in the Midwest. I would think.
0: Well, uh, that's quite uh, possible. Little
1: bit, a little bit the more conservative. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it, but it, all was, the, it was an extremely conservative bunch, and yet they they got you know they got past that, and they saw the Lord in us, you know, and they couldn't they couldn't resist that. So it was really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And all those those California groups that you were mentioning you know, that love song and and uh, uh Larry Norman and Randy Stonehill and uh, you know all those guys eventually came out and performed at the Adams Apple many of them numerous yes. times, isn't that right?
0: Yes. Yes, yep. we had a lot of the Maranatha groups, Children of the Day. Um you know, we were sort of, I guess we were like the Midwest, one of the Midwestern tour stops while you were working your way mm-hmm. over to the East Coast. And so we, I mean, there was a long period of time where we had a concert every Friday night. And then on wow. Monday night, we had Bible study and, um, you know, yep. it was just, it was like, uh, it was crazy. All the, yeah, all the constant, um artists coming in and out. And I remember we had a, yep. um, we had these English guys that came, a duo. I um, can't think of their names right now, but they were awesome. And then we had we had you know, Pat Carey group from Atlanta and I mean they just came mm-hmm. from everywhere.
1: Right.
0: And of course Bill Casey came from <laughs> Youngstown, Ohio. He was just like the next state over so that was <laughs> Super, because we could get him all the time. Oh, okay, he did.
1: So still, Every, yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: And so he had a big effect on me because we used to sit in the office because I was the secretary of this, of this thing for five years. And so that was great huh. for me because I did all I saw all the behind the scenes, and that's really the people that work hard is the people who put mm-hmm. the events on.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I was part of that for years And before I really went out on the road full time But we'd we'll fill Nancy. And we'll do a concert And we would sit in the office And get our guitars out and play And that was what preceded the Evergreen album Which he had a lot to do with how those songs were arranged And he also played on them And so that was one of the things that made Evergreen Such a wonderful recording was the influence mm-hmm.
1: of Phil the thing. Phil. Yeah. Yeah, just to say to my listeners that you know I, I think we all have an album that stands out uh and I think uh if you, for our listeners if you can find that one dig that one up evergreen that is um uh and in fact it's it's been on a uh number of the the what the 100 best um uh classic CCM albums uh uh you know t- so uh that that's a great one to check out um and and you know i i I also want to encourage everybody well, we'll get to that in just a minute first, i want to ask you um uh what when you think back on that time, can you just uh i I, I once sat down and and just off the top of my head came up with fourteen characteristics of the Jesus movement, and they were just mm-hmm. things that came to mind um, yeah. what comes What comes to your mind when you think of what what were the what was characteristic about this movement, these people, what was going on? Maybe well, pick out a few things. Just a couple things.:
0: That joy popped into my head. I mean mm. we were uh, so in love with Jesus. And it was like not, it didn't feel like religion at all. It felt like, you know, you were having a party with your best friends uh, all the time. Beautiful. And, you know, you you just couldn't wait to get to the next thing, uh, whatever it was. And it seemed like you'd be going through something and then you'd go to church or you'd go to the apple and, they preach about exactly what you had just been wondering about, you know, <laughs> like you're reading your mail and <laughs> in the word. And, and then we and another thing, wow. another good word for it is witnessing. I mean, we went out everywhere on the streets in the parks and the schools um, and mm-hmm. told people about Jesus. And so, in doing so, that's when you run into all the weird doctrines. Um, yeah that are out there. And so we would come back and we would have a million questions and we would get out our Bibles and we would have, you know, we would study. And it was just, uh, we grew like just weeds, you know, I mean, that's not a good analogy because biblically that would, that doesn't fly. But, you know, we just really grew from using our faith and, uh, you know, searching the Bible for answers and, you know, just, it was fabulous. And mm-hmm. um, for me, it was uh, such a personal healing. I, I was so lost. And uh, the Lord came in my heart and he just loved me and accepted me and even liked me and wanted me to hang around. Mm. You know, I mean, and there, then there was all these mm. brothers and sisters who felt that way, too, you know. And, um... Wow. It was miraculous. I mean, I was in Iowa. That's where I was born and raised, and I was a hippie high school kid and just, you know, smoking dope and um, heading down the wrong road. And my sister invited me to Fort Wayne to visit her, and a revival had broken out in her school, and we both got saved, and then wow. you know we were we were able to grow with that ministry. And it was just an unbelievable privilege, and you know the Lord just picked mm. me up and moved me over there so I could get to know him and I mm. still live in Fort Wayne after all these years, so that's a neat thing yeah. for me that yeah. i I have you know um longevity that um, with people who've known me since I was seventeen, wow. Which was a while ago.
1: <laughs> but we won't, we won't go. We will go into that. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I want to talk to you about um, your song pioneer that just completely blows me away every time oh, I come to it. And uh, wow. and I I want it, I want for our listeners I want to set the scene for this uh, for when we first heard it. Um, because oh uh, it, this was my friend uh, Dan Collins and, and a friend of his who was in, uh, a video producer. They had a vision to get a lot of these Jesus music people together. This was, I think, around 1998, something oh, like that. Right? Um
0: yeah, I To think get it was them all together. It sticks in my head. It was 97. Seven? Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, all right. I know it was in there somewhere. And. And we got together at a, at a log cabin in, in uh, Fort, Forest Home, California, and spent three days together um, doing uh, interviews, talking, and then every night uh, we, would, we would sit around in a big circle and we'd sing and um, everybody would sing at least two songs. We had a live band that were uh kind of off in the corner. We had spent our days rehearsing with them so that when we got around to singing and filming, uh, the bands was pretty tight and uh, we were having so much fun and, and we kept that part really loose so that everybody could jump in whenever they wanted to sing along. And I think we all had microphones and, and so it picked up everything that was going on. It, it was a, They had hours and hours of video from that experience. And they've whittled it down to uh, two DVDs. And uh, I think it's a total of three hours. Each one is about an hour and a half. And um, if you haven't run into this, uh, I encourage you to just go look up. It's called First Love. And if you just Google First Love Jesus Music Pioneers, uh, you'll you'll find it, and um, uh, you've got to get to that. But the thing I want to paint for you is uh, what happened when Nancy Nancy's turn to sing. She she sang a song uh, called Pioneer, and uh, my gosh, uh, you know, here's the deal, Nancy. I wasn't even there that night, but I I I, I see the video, I saw the video, and I saw the aftermath, and. Um, and then, of course, I got familiar with song. And uh, w- what she did with the song is just touch everybody in that room so incredibly, deeply. Um, uh, Pioneer, I want to read just a couple of the lyrics. Keep pressing onward beyond your fear. Only a father goes before you to your own frontier. You are a pioneer. Uncharted wilderness stretches before you and you thrive on going where no one has gone. Still it gets lonely when darkness deepens. So sing by the fire until the dawn. You travel light and you travel alone. And when you arrive, nobody knows. But the Father in heaven, he is glad you can go. For those who come after you will need the rope, And what you've done, others will do. Bigger, better, faster than you. But you can't look back. No. You've got to keep pressing through. There's a wilderness pathway, and it's calling you. Now, by the time Nancy was done <laughs> with that song... <laughs> Uh you choose about where I am right now just reading the lyric. Yeah. And everybody, every it was Niagara Falls. Yeah. You know, I mean Yeah. Why why, Nancy, do you think that struck everyone so deeply?
0: Well, um, the Holy Spirit was, you know, witnessing I think with their their hearts, um, Expressing something they were feeling, I think when we when we came to that um, experience, there was a lot of um, I don't know. There's just kind of a question in even if you haven't verbalized it. Am I supposed to keep singing? Am I getting too old for this? You know. Mm. Um, I, I'm not really recognized in the mainstream of the music business like I used to be. Um what is, you know how how am I supposed to go you know, react to all yeah. this and and um I think when we got together we re we re experienced the anointing that it was so unique on Jesus music that really there's been a lot of neat musical anointings since then, but there's never been anything to duplicate Jesus' music. And we, I think we all came away with a conviction that no matter what, we needed to keep singing because it was something unique that was given to us and to our generation and that still needed to be heard. And so that mm. was... You know, that thing was working in us, but it's a very emotional and deep place where you have to deal with the, mm-hmm. you know, the feelings that you have going through the various transitions of of life in the music business and in the ministry.
1: Right. Right.
0: And so I think it really struck at those things. Uh I remember saying to myself, "Don't look at Annie! Don't look at Annie!" Because I was in <laughs> danger of, you know, breaking down and crying because tears were just pouring down her face, and oh, um, yeah, I was—I hadn't anticipated the reaction at all. I don't know what I thought. I just don't think I had any preconceived ideas, mm-hmm. and then uh, you're just kind of listening along, and then all of a sudden. Wham! You know, you realize, uh, and that's what happened. It was just precious.
1: Yeah. Did you, Nancy? Did you write that song for that for that moment, or or was that something you've had for a while?
0: It it, it was something I had had for quite a while. I believe I wrote it in eighty nine, wow. and um, no I had even. I had even uh, recorded it on an album that came out in '93, which was like 20 years after you know the first album that I had uh-huh. recorded. Um, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, it was. I think it got some radio play, uh, but it wasn't. I don't think it, these people had not heard it. It was yeah. the first time no, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so I had. Did this- I was thinking about Jesus music when I wrote the song. I was thinking about these people, mm-hmm. but I had written it back a few years before that, and I was thinking about what a privilege I felt to be named among them, you know, uh, to list my name with Larry Norman and Second Chapter of Acts, and, you know, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I I just was... I love it, and I'm still in awe of that, that I got to from, you know, a, a girl from the Midwest with a guitar, Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you know, is listed among these people, and, and that's what, you know, I wrote it thinking about that, but it's been an interesting song, because it has really resonated with missionaries, mm. and uh, because they are such pioneers out there on right. the cutting edge right. of the Lord, and mm-hmm. and so it has. It went way beyond Jesus music as far as its application uh, goes. And then so that's wow. when the learning. I I I bet you've experienced that, John, where you have written something from your point of view, and this is what you meant. But then the Lord will mm-hmm. take that song and do something that you really didn't foresee.
1: Hmm. No. Oh yes, yes. Absolutely. And he kinda
0: of comes back and teaches you out of your own song.
1: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've I've written stuff that I wasn't even quite sure about at <laughs> the time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I and we even recorded it and I said, Should we be recording this? You know? And then six years later I go, Oh my gosh, that's why we recorded this. Mm. Because because this is what it means. It's for now. Yeah. And, yeah. and and i and i think you know that that's where we i think started to have to trust a prophetic gift that, mm-hmm. that that and just believe that you know if the god gave it to if god gave it to us then then it's it's uh it may not even be for right now, but it's gonna it's gonna come around
0: well um, and the, and the applications of music ministry are very profound and much more profound than we realized you know at mm-hmm. the time when we were we were so young um, you know we were preaching the gospel and the gospel is the power of God unto salvation and that you know has dawned on me over the years amen but I at first I'm just kind of singing for Jesus you know I don't really have <laughs> you know the uh, the picture of what what a great privilege! There was, yeah. you know, that we were walking yeah. in. Yeah. And praise well, the Lord, I still uh, get this thing for Jesus. though. So, you know, I mean, I'm still, you still I'm do, still enjoying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Well, and I, I love what you just what you said tonight. That 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 we that that experience together reaffirmed that we have something that's valuable and we mm-hmm. need to keep. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I believe that and I agree, I agree totally with you. And, and I think, um, you know, I want to get our catch audience praying for what does that mean? We, we need to find out what that means in, yeah. in terms of uh, all of us. And I think, I think there might be, uh, I think I've, I've tried a couple of times and feebly and I have to get more committed to it, bringing us together myself. Um, I think you might have been on one of those conversations
0: i was uh, and I back. loved it it was
1: mm-hmm.
0: I appreciated yeah. that you did that
1: yeah, and we but then I dropped it, and that's my fault so we're we're out, we've been talking i've been talking a lot to Marty about that and we we've got to get that going again and uh, uh, by the way um uh i'll send you I'll send you the link but uh, once you once you find us um and because you can go back and hear this of course um uh after tonight um and and it actually it'll be available forever <laughs> you know on our site and well i and, love uh, that and i've already put l- it on
0: facebook i was glad you sent me a Good. uh an image and a link and it's it's on there so i'm yeah. sure people will really enjoy this Fantastic
1: yeah they will and and but uh, but then I want to mention last week, if you missed last week anybody, you've gotta go and listen to Barry. I had Barry McGuire last week,
0: oh my, and
1: uh, wow, you know <laughs> you know i you've gotta go listen to it. I think I asked him one question, and uh-huh. i I didn't get a word in for twenty minutes <laughs> and. And he was all over the place. I mean, I I was so amazed, and and yet he was nailing stuff, and wow. and and creative, and and he was saying he had some fresh insights, and and uh, yeah. So we're all still alive. <laughs> See, we're still happening,
0: and oh, yeah.
1: uh, I think you know we've got to keep this going. And which really kind of leads me to my last question, and I hate to say it but we're going to have to wrap this up because we could go on forever but uh, the last two lines of your song you can't look back no you got to keep pressing through there's a wilderness pathway and it's calling you Mm -hmm. for you for Nancy Honeytree do you have any idea right now what that wilderness pathway might be for you
0: well, I think I'm getting an idea. I've been learning to sing in a bunch of different languages since 1991. Spanish was the first one, and then I've I can sing in Urdu of Pakistan. Um, I can sing in a couple of languages from Sri Lanka. I sang in Farsi. Wow. I'm learning Arabic. I. I'm not learning to speak all these languages. I do speak Spanish and sing in Spanish, and I, I'm very grateful for that because it it just opened up a whole new world to me that I wasn't a part of. And uh, I love working with Latin Americans, and, and that's awesome. But I, I feel like now that what the Lord has showed me personally about my own niche and what I need to do is I need to sing cross-culturally. I need to sing so other people that their mother tongue is something else that they can understand me. And then then that cr- creates a lot of love and a lot of openness to the word that's being spoken. You know, when you preach, you can be interpreted. But when you sing, you really can't mm-hmm. stop to interrupt the song. Uh, so I I started learning to sing uh, so people could understand my songs. And wow. that has been a wilderness pathway for me. It's been wonderful. Um, it's been, wow. I feel, in, very enriched by a lot of the different cultures I've been around. We don't live far here from Dearborn, Michigan, which has a great concentration of Arab nations. And we go up there, and we work with churches that are reaching out with English as a second language classes and stuff. And and so I'm trying to learn to sing some things in Arabic for that. And um. But so that's like personally what I, what I feel like I'm supposed to do. But the thing that I'm thinking about in terms of maybe this is part of what the Jesus movement people are supposed to do, and particularly us musicians, because when you're a musician, everybody loves music, whether you're a Catholic, Protestant, Evangelical, mm-hmm. uh, Messianic, you know, Orthodox, mm-hmm. whatever, whoever you are, you love music. And so we got invited everywhere to sing for everybody, and we we made relationships with Christians of all different kinds and we realize there are Christians of all different kinds that are genuinely saved and so it gave us a a point of view that is a larger world view than many people have the privilege of having in mm. terms of the body of Christ and what I mm-hmm. think uh, may be the wilderness pathway for us is to be connectors you know, to to help people who are polarized uh, find ways to to understand one another, wow. because we we have met uh, believers in all these different camps, and so that's mm. what I'm contemplating right now. A, the key, a key verse is Ephesians four sixteen, where it says. Uh, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. And the word that that um, joint, uh, you know, the 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 people who link different parts of the body. Other translations call it ligament. Mm-hmm. Um I think maybe we're supposed to be connecting people, people who understand and can see different people's points of view and you know um and help the body of Christ function more as one because we know people from every walk of life wow. and every, you know, uh from the right and the left, you know, we know believers that mm-hmm. They can't hardly imagine that the other person is saved, but yet we know that they are because we've hung <laughs> out with them, you know.
1: <laughs> wow. Nancy, I love this. This Praise is great. Yeah, this is great. So thanks for uh, lighting my fire tonight. And <laughs> I hope some other 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 people out there, and uh, we are going to get uh, that group going again. And uh, uh, let's do some praying on that connectivity. What, how, how does that work itself out into the real world? So that's that's yeah. the next thing, I think, for Bless. us to uh, see what see what we can find out. That would be wonderful.
0: It sure Nancy, would. Wh-
1: what a privilege this has been. Thank you so much for taking
0: welcome, some
1: time this evening. To be with us and um and
0: did you know I'm a grandma I'm, I'm a... no <laughs> no I
1: didn't congratulations when when <laughs> Thank
0: you.
1: when did that happen?
0: Uh, in June uh, uh, in June uh, my son Will and his wife Riley had uh, a little girl named Payson. Wow and uh, so we're excited
1: that was this June?
0: Yes, uh you know when we did just, just, when we did first love uh, JR uh-huh. I brought Will and he was a year and a half so, Oh, okay.
1: Um, wow. My goodness. And
0: um I can't believe
1: it was that long ago.
0: He's got oh, two months. Don't scare me like <laughs> I know.
1: Oh jeez. I know. That's amazing. Well, wow. I, I am too as of I'm a grandfather as of uh last November.
0: Oh wow, wonderful.
1: <laughs> a little yeah, a little girl Jocelyn.
0: So oh, yeah,
1: we're we're having we're having fun and she's just the happiest little baby I've ever seen. <laughs> we just laugh. We just laugh every mm-hmm. time we see her. She's just she's just one of those Little bundles yeah. of happiness. So wonderful. Yeah, they they are great. They are great. That's for sure. Well, Nancy, thank thank you again. Um, we'll we'll do this some more. Okay. And um, I will be in touch with you for sure. Thanks but, so much, uh, brother. Hey, thank you for joining us on on Locked Up Radio. Take care of yourself and and uh, and that. Is it a grandson or grand uh, uh, granddaughter? God, right? Granddaughter. I, I, then okay, we both got granddaughters. Cool.
0: Uh-huh. All right.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Well, thank you again. God bless, and we'll we'll be in touch later.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: There you go, folks. How was that? That was wonderful. That was Nancy Honeytree formerly just Honeytree, but she does have a first name and uh god god's still alive he's still moving in everybody's life let's uh let's keep praying find out what he wants us all to do okay what here we go think about it what is your wilderness pathway that god wants you on that's what you need to think about God bless you folks. See everybody later.